What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom. And today we have a special guest with us on. Her name is Kim Walsh, and she is a statistic turned success story. She is a nap taking lover of French fries and chocolate chip cookies and is the founder of warrior forward wellness, a women's lifestyle coaching business. While she, while the basis of her coaching is health and nutrition related, the foundation is rooted in what we commonly refer to as the arrow method, her passion to educate and guide women from surviving to thriving through health and wellness is founded in the mission of living life with worth on purpose. Y'all, this is the goods right here. This is what it's all about. I am so excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Let's turn it over to the chat. All right, Kim, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Of course. I know our listeners are going to love this conversation. I'm super, super, super excited to dig into this one. Um, before we do though, tell us a little bit more about you, about your story, about kind of your journey. Cause it feels like a lot of what you do and what you teach and what you coach on is from your experience, which I think is so powerful. So give us all the nitty gritty on that side. I'll give you the short version. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, I, I went to school as a music major, performance major, got into teaching. I loved it. Um, very quickly uh, became sort of a typical statistic, so to speak. Um, got divorced really young, had a toddler, didn't get a lot of support from you know the other half. And so I found myself facing just real life circumstances and the responsibility of just needing to provide um, and needing to survive. And it was a, yeah. a season that lasted entirely too long of just keeping my head above water. And, um, I got to a place where I was surviving, but I wasn't happy. And so I really started to lean into what success looked like to me, what it felt like, how, what I needed to do in order to accomplish that vision and really give myself permission to find some sense of of personal gratitude and satisfaction um, instead of just always kind of, you know, they say pouring from an empty cup, so to speak. And that really just led to a lot of transformation and realizing that it is possible to be a woman in the world today and have it all and have you know, my identity wasn't wrapped in just being a single mom. I didn't want to have that be my lifelong story. I didn't want my sad story to become my only story. And so 
um, I realized if I'm feeling this way and going through it, so are other people probably. And over time, I started, I really got into the health and wellness industry. I was competing um, as a bodybuilder. So I started coaching clients that are competitors. Um, and then it slowly shifted into kind of more lifestyle, nutrition, coaching. And then while I was really passionate and successful at that, I sort of felt like there are huge um, pieces around that that are missing. And so I wanted to make it more uh, kind of full circle and all encompassing because I don't believe that you can deal with just nutrition or just working out. Like if you don't get to the root of kind of how you got where you were, then you're not going to be able to move beyond that. So I left the traditional classroom um, and I moved into kind of my own classroom and, you know, I'm still teaching. I'm just teaching adult women, um, ambitious women that are really driven, but overwhelmed and really in that burnout, especially after the last two years, yeah. um, how they can still have it all and have an identity um, and have a professional career, but still feel personally fulfilled in life. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes. So good. So I want to dig, I want to unpack some of that. So you, yeah. you talked about how you like went from just surviving and getting through and kind of keeping your head afloat. I feel like this is <laughs> such a common way of living for so many yeah. people. And they're like, Oh, this is just normal. This is just what you do. It's what you have to do. You just have to do the thing to get like, to get to the next day. What was the biggest change for you when it went from creating that transformation from survival to actually thriving in life and feeling fulfilled? I realized that in order to start and, and some people would say this is backwards, but it's what worked for me in order to start working on the inside stuff. I had to start working on the outside stuff. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So for me, what really was a turning point was um, getting back into the gym, sort of looking at what I could control. And, and there were so many things out of my control at that moment that it was, you know, how I feel my body, if I moved my body, if I got enough sleep and just really those kind of basic things. I mean, most people call them basic things um, and, and kind of taking a lot of ownership in, in those areas. And then I started realizing, oh, I have more energy and I feel better and I have, you know, better gut health. And, and so then it's sort of domino effect. And then I felt really compelled to continue, which ultimately led me to that kind of inside work. Um, I've seen it done both ways, but for me, it was really eye-opening that there were so many things I could not control and manage. Um, but those were things that I a hundred percent could take responsibility for. 
I love that. Like control the controllable. So what is in your control right now today that you can take action on like movement, fueling your body, sleep. Those are things that everybody has access to right now from their home, like no matter what. So I love that. And, and I love that you're like, I, I kind of work backwards because I think a lot of what you coach on is the internal work. Mm-hmm. Although lots of people, that's not what they're reaching for, even though that's what they need. They're yeah. not reaching for the internal work. They're reaching for the, I need workouts. I need a nutrition plan. I need this, like the external stuff. And I relate to that in such a huge way because that's what got me into this whole world. And my podcast and everything I do is about mindset and habits and that internal, like all those things that are so fundamental, but you're right. Like, that's not what got me here. Like I needed to take care of my body. I needed to like learn some new habits and lifestyle changes externally. And then it led into the internal work that I really needed to actually sustain the external habits and the things that were helping me feel so much better. That is a hundred percent the curriculum behind all of (laughs) because I, I am a firm believer that it's, you know, we all have big dreams and goals and visions, but it's really hard when you're in the thick, I call them bath mat moments, when you're just like in the thick of really a hard season to be positive all the time, you know, and kind of keep working. Sometimes we need something that we can control right now, like um, in that, in that minute or that hour or that day. So I love it. I love it. And I think that's so powerful just as a reminder for everyone, because I think sometimes we're like, oh, there's just gotta be something I'm missing and something I'm missing and something I'm missing. And really what can make such a huge difference in your life today are those little things that are right in front of your face, like that you can take control of right now. So it's like, just take the baby step. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Okay. What, um, what are the, what are two things that you feel are holding most women back from really living out the life that they want? I think a lot of women settle into the women or into the life that they feel like they're supposed to live or that they have to live or that they've kind of box themselves in. What are the two things that you feel like are holding women back? I love this question because I think it doesn't have to be a whole lot of things. I think it can really be narrowed down to two things. Um, I think the first thing is um, giving yourself permission to want something more. I think a lot of times you're absolutely right. Like women kind of settle into the life that they have or that they think they're supposed to have or you know, their, their family dynamic changes or they have kids or whatever. And, and that's a season of survival, Mm -hmm. but I think we slip into settling thinking, oh, this is my new purpose. And so I think if we want to look outside of that purpose, we feel a a sense of guilt or shame, or, you know, especially if you're, if you're a working mom, you're always battling that guilt and, trying to be in multiple places at one time. So I think initially it's giving yourself permission to want more than just what you have. It's not taking away from the gratitude of what you have, but it's allowing yourself to kind of look at um, what might you still want to do or what might interest you or whatever it is for you, whatever that definition of success and kind of abundance is. Um, The second thing I think that women need to have in order to feel um, 
that sense of um, ambition outside of the permission is they need to have um, a support system in place Mm. that can come from uh, a mentor, a coach, um, you know, community. But I think having your internal ecosystem with like-minded behaviors, like-minded ambitions, it doesn't necessarily mean that you and I have the same exact goal, but it allow it kind of fulfills that permission piece. It sort of, you know, reaffirms that there are people out here and it's okay to want these things, or it's okay to be more than just a mom or more than just a professional or more than just a business owner or more than just a wife. Like you can be multiple things and it doesn't mean that you have to live in this burnout state of just total exhaustion all the time. And I think when you have other people around you or a mentor or someone that can help guide you through those moments of doubt, that is super powerful. Yeah. I would have to second that a hundred percent because I've tried to go at change and like going after things by myself And it's so much harder. Oh my gosh. It's so much harder to stay focused and stay motivated and stay excited and stay in that belief state instead of slipping back into like, gosh, this is hard. Gosh, do I really have what it takes? Gosh, is this really what I want? And it's easy to go there when you're on your own, when you have a group of people who are like common ground, building together, doing things together, common goal, locking arms, learning together. It is so freaking powerful. I love that. Yeah. And I think too, it's, um, it goes into play with developing this sense of self and sense of identity because you're moving beyond the DIY approach, which Mm -hmm. is what everybody tries to do, no matter what topic you're talking about. It could be losing weight, going to the gym, starting a business, like whatever, we live in this world of like instant gratification. And so we hop online and we get on, you know, Pinterest or Google or whatever. And those are great resources. But if you're doing something and approaching a transformational change or a transformational addition to your life, the DIY approach is is not the approach to take because you don't have any clarity. You don't have any guidance outside of spending hours and hours trying to answer your own questions. So having that community, I think is really important. I love that so much. You talked about the first one where, as far as like giving yourself permission, what would you say to the listener? Who's like, okay, that's great. I've always heard dream big, go after your goals, have a vision. What would you say to the woman? Who's like, I don't even know how to allow myself to want things. Like, where do I even start? Because they've just stopped that whole everything. I always encourage my clients if they really get kind of stuck in a corner is to, I have an exercise we go through, but the gist of it is to go back to when you were a child Mm. and revisit those dreams and, and you go through the process and okay, maybe you wanted to be a rock star when you were a child. (laughs) And so at 45, maybe you're not going to be going on tour with like Taylor Swift anytime soon, but there's something in that initial childhood likeness where maybe you love 
teaching or performing or singing or music or dancing or whatever. And you kind of start to unpack that or kind of mm. um, de-layer the onion. And then you can make sense of sort of where you started. So you kind of have to go that. back to yeah. when you were young and you had this innocence about you. It doesn't mean that you, you know, want to like leave your whole family and <laughs> all of your responsibilities, but there are connections there that if you're with someone who knows how to help you make those connections, you can make them. I love that. It's like, go back to when you had no inhibitions, like when you <laughs> didn't have any, anything telling you otherwise, like you were just allowed, allowed to dream and, you know, like want what you wanted. I love that. Cause I don't, I don't know that I've thought about the things that I wanted as a kid and how they've connected to what I'm actually doing now. And that's the magic and the beauty yeah. of it all is, you know, the, the final picture is, is obviously going to look very different, yeah. but there is innate dreams and aspirations and connections and interests that yeah. are still going to be directly related to when you had this kind of open heart and open mind. Yeah. I want to, okay. We're going to play a game. We're going to play this out in real time because okay. I've never done this in real life. So when I was a kid, well, first of all, I only ever wanted to be a mom, but when, whenever it told me that I needed to like put down a career goal or whatever, I always put wedding planner always. And okay. I'm like, why a wedding planner? Like what? But really, if I think about that one, I became a photographer first. And so wow. that was connected. I was shooting weddings. So mm -hmm. that's huge. Like I've never put this together in like, I've never done this. So I'm like so crazy. excited to hear you like walk through the process. I'm like over here. Right? So yeah. So I became a wedding photographer because I'm like, because why I became a wedding photographer was because I loved like capturing those memories, seeing the joy, like bringing the joy to the clients. Right. I think that was always at the core, like weddings to me were always like a joyful day, like memorable, like memorable and family oriented and surrounded by people you love. And then a few years into wedding photography, I shut that down to do my coaching and like run these businesses. And the core has always been bring more women joy in motherhood joy. I think joy, joy, joy is like the reoccurring theme. Like that's so interesting that as a kid, like wedding planner meant whatever that meant to me, like family together, joyous moments. Like that's yeah. crazy. And there's, there's a beauty, uh, in the day, both yeah. spiritually and physically. And, you know, depending on how you wanted your wedding to be or how it was. And so you are bringing the joy, but you're also encouraging people to create this beautiful life yeah. and this beautiful yeah. experience that they can revisit. And yes. the photography piece of that is you're giving them tangible memories of yeah. that experience. Totally. So it makes complete that sense. That is so it. wild. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have never, like it, I've probably thought about that like twice in my life that I always said that as a kid, like wedding planner, like always. And it's usually when I'm watching, is it, is it called the wedding planner? There's a movie with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I think like it, every time I, I watch that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so funny. This is like what I thought about. I don't even know. Oh my gosh. That's and so I mean, cool. you can even go deeper into like 
systems and yeah, totally. organization and all of that. You're totally. still applying all of those strategies yeah. that you would use as a wedding planner into yep. your other businesses. Totally. So this is homework for the listeners. Do that. <laughs> like that's so fun. Go back to like what you thought about as a kid and like what you dreamt about and what you wanted and what you thought life would be or whatever. And I think lots of people maybe even don't take time to do that because they're like, oh, but my life is so far off of that now. So I don't want to feel like a failure. I don't want to feel like I'm missing the boat or whatever, but that's like completely not the point. Like what you're saying, there's, there's like connections and it might not look exactly like the rock star life or the astronaut or the whatever you said, but there's totally going to be those underlying themes, those connections that you can really dig into. That's powerful. Yeah. So cool. So that's definitely a way to kind of get unstuck. Yeah. I love that. But again, I think it all comes back to, um, permission Yeah. to kind of feel those feelings again. I think the other thing is, you know, you started out, I always wanted to be a mother and yes, that's so fulfilling. There's so much we get out of being a mother. And so we think, well, I have everything I need. I have everything I wanted. I have this beautiful life or a husband and these kids and it's great. But if you just, if it's not abundant, if it doesn't feel joyous and successful and whatever your personal definition is, you have this thing, but you're not really thriving with it. And, and it's giving yourself that permission to say like, okay, I have this great thing, but I also wouldn't mind being something else, or I miss doing this, or I'd like to expand or you get to that age where your kids are in school and then it's like, well, what do I do now? So I think it's, um, it's definitely encouraging to be able to go back and sort of spend that time. Like you had an identity before you were a mother and you have, you know, it's okay to go back and visit that. I think that is so important for all of the women to hear. (laughs) You had an identity before you were a mother and you still have that within you. Like that's still, you are still a human separate from your kids. Yes. And it's still totally, yes. Yes. And it's still totally healthy to fulfill those things and to live out your passions and to find space for those things that you love. And in fact, you will be a much fuller, stronger help like healthier, happier mom when you're filling those cups as well. Like I, I have found that to be true. A hundred percent. That is for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. You are right. So what do you find? So a lot of women, I think, as we're talking about all this, a lot of women struggle with that balance. Like, well, okay, that's great. But I find that when I do start to pour into things or get into whatever, like I get so off kilter, like then I feel like I feel the mom guilt and I feel like I this. And how do you find that balance, that sweet spot that where you can do all of those things that you love and still fulfill your, like your most important priorities? Yeah. So I have, um, first of all, the, the harsh reality is, and and people don't want to say it out loud, but I'll be the people, um, there's no balance. Like it, it doesn't exist. Like we need to stop looking for it. It's, it's not showing up tomorrow. It's not, it's not coming down from the heaven. Like there is no balance because the reality is if you're doing something in this moment and you're present in the moment, you're not doing other things. Yeah, totally. And then you go do those things and this thing is last. So it, there's no 
finding the balance is internal. There's no like, I just need to balance, have a work-life balance. Like there is none because sometimes there's seasons in your life where you have to devote more time and energy into your work. And there's seasons in your life where you can devote more time and energy into play or your family or your relationships. So I think letting go or reframing the concept of balance is super important in step number one. Like is saying like, this isn't, this is not real. Um, And if I want balance, I have to find it internally. I cannot find it from, from anything else. Yeah. Um, The other thing is, I think you have to start small. So, you know, with my clients, it's, it's a five-step program. And the first step is really like two or three months. And you have to develop systems and habits first so that you are able to create more time and obtain more energy and understand those non-negotiables. And I think you need to kind of revisit that regularly. I have an exercise where we go through kind of the wheel of life, so to speak, and you have these six pillars and there may be seasons in your life where the priority for you in that season is financial stability or uh, your relationship. So you pick your top two priorities and you look at that and say, these are non-negotiables. So if you're trying to focus right now on your financial stability, then you look at what you can control and that's, we don't eat out or we're not, you know, and so you're really diving into in this season, in this moment for the next, however many weeks or months, these are my priorities and you build around that. And then you revisit that because things are always changing. Like who are you doing the same thing you thought you would be doing in January? Like absolutely (laughs) not. It's like seasons, you know? So you revisit that and you start building around what's happening in that moment. You know, for example, my husband is currently deployed. So my priorities and my non-negotiables right now are certain things with my kids because I don't have that. I don't have that extra help. Um, If you're owning a business and you're in a season of launching, that's a priority and you have those non-negotiables. So understanding what your priority pillars is what I call them and how you can work around them to find time or find what's going to feed those pillars and help create them to be stable is going to be how you proceed moving on. But you have to start small yeah, and you have to accept that transformation is a process and it's a long process you're, you're, we have to get out of this like quick fix mentality and the DIY mentality, because we just end up either back where we started or further back than we wanted to, which is where the kind of the hustle culture and the burnout and all of that sort of takes over. Yeah. I love that so much. And I always think about that. I don't know if it's a story or where I heard it, but it's like the, when you're juggling, you're juggling balls, Some of them are glass. Some of them are plastic. Some of them are rubber. Right. And Mm -hmm. so as you're juggling all these things, you're not, you're not juggling them all the same. And if one drops, you're definitely not dropping the glass ball, which would be your highest priorities, your family, your relationship, your whatever matters, matters most to you in certain seasons, you can't juggle everything. So you're going to let some rubber balls drop. Mm-hmm. And then you can pick them back up when it's time, right? It's like, we have to constantly be having this fluid 
like motion of like, okay, what's most important. What can kind of get off my plate right now? What needs more time? Yep. And I love is instead of balance, I love harmony because you can spend five minutes a day doing something. And that is plenty to fill that cup and to keep it a priority yeah. in your life. And then there's other things like family that take more of your time and energy. And there's other things like your business that takes more of your time and energy, especially when you're in growth season. So it's mm-hmm. really just that identify your season. I love that. I, I say seasons all the time, like know what season you're in, know where yeah. your priorities lie, know what amount of time each of the things need, and then plan accordingly. And you can, you can juggle it all. You can do all the things. It just isn't two hours and two hours and two hours and two hours. <laughs> like I think yeah. a lot of people think balance <laughs> is like, it never will be that way. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with you. What, as we're kind of wrapping things up, what would you say to the listener who is, we have a lot of wellness coaches. So let's speak specifically to them because I know that's like your industry. What would you say to the listener who is a wellness coach and sometimes struggle believing that they have what it takes to help someone when they haven't figured all of their own crap out? Like that imposter syndrome kind of starts to slip in sometimes. What would you say to them if they're in that space right now? Oh my gosh. First of all, just hi. Hi, I'm Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Because who of us doesn't feel that at some point? So number one, obviously you're not alone. And living in this kind of um, coaching business and entrepreneurial business. And it very much can feel like you're on an island. Like you see other coaches online or on social, or you hear them on podcasts, but you don't, you can't necessarily like pick up the phone and call them and say like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? So it feels very lonely sometimes. And I think it's important to remind everybody um, number one, you're not alone. And number two, everybody started at some place. So therefore everybody goes through that feeling of I'm an imposter. I don't have it all together. Um, and as you even progress and you become more successful, you're moving into a new portion of growth personally and professionally. And so therefore you're going to feel all those same feelings again. Um, and you know, I think it's, it's okay to normalize not having it all together. I I remember years ago, my, I told my mother, um, I met my husband and I said, um, he, he just is so, he's so impressed by me because I have it all together. And she said, he said that about you because I am a hot mess all the time. (laughs) And at first I was like, um, yeah, (laughs) excuse me. Hello. But the reality is from her perspective, you know, she's looking at it and she's like, you're, you're always kind of owning the fact that you're a floundering mess. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, how you internally talk to yourself, but yeah, there's also something to be said in just saying like, this is real life. It's messy. You know, we're recording a podcast and there's like kids and dogs and, you know, anything else. Um, and I think that's okay to, to acknowledge, I don't have it all together. I don't know everything that I need to know about coaching. I don't know everything I need to know about business. And that's why you kind of go back to what I said before is like, find those people, find yeah. the people that can 
you know, mentor you, find the friend that's going to be an inspiration, find a coach that you can go to and that can guide you into that next level. And then find somebody in your life who just will call you out on your crap. It just is a hundred percent supportive, but also like, you know what? I get it. You're feeling insecure or you're feeling like you don't have it all together or you're totally uncomfortable or, or, um, you know, embarrassed or, or whatever it is, but Hey, guess what? So are a whole bunch of other people. And they would like to know that they aren't the only hot mess in the room. You know, we all go through feelings of shame or embarrassment or worried about, you know, um, what somebody's perception of you is going to be, especially now, if you're, if you're on social at all, you know, you get one person that says something or shares something or misinterprets and suddenly you're like you feel like you're fighting for your life and you're fighting for your credibility um and that's all real it's it's real life uncomfortable situations so I don't know that you know I I I don't get into the fake it till you make it I think whatever your story and your message and what you do know how to do and share and coach and then there's people that need that. Yeah. And while you're working on helping them find somebody to help you work on you. And so you can move to that next level. I don't, I don't think it's, there's no shame in saying, you know what, that's outside of what I know or, or I'm not there yet, but I'm going to be. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I think that's super important for everyone to understand is that no matter how together you think people are, they're still navigating life. They're still navigating demons. They're still navigating limiting beliefs. They're still navigating binge episodes, whatever their vice is like, they're still navigating it all. And I think one of the most important things that coaches can do and, and lead with is just true authenticity is like, okay, this happened. Now what, now what am I doing now? And you get to teach that you get to share that you get to be honest and open about that. So that the people watching, they're not judging you. They're going, okay, I saw her go through this and I saw her then take this next step. So there's hope for me too. And there's, and that's so powerful. I think the majority of people watching you, they need hope and belief in themselves more than they need anything else. They can go to Pinterest and get a nutrition plan and some free workouts and some free, whatever, whatever, and read a book and listen to a podcast but they need to know that a real human who's navigating real life is also struggling with normal things like you and moving through it. Yeah. And that's what you get to be for so many people. And I even challenge you to take it one step further. Cause I I'm, I'm constantly, and I don't know where I heard it, but I'm always about hope is not a plan because mm-hmm. I think you have to have hope. You have to have a hope and a belief that um, this is for me. And, and I don't know who said it. I always like to give credit where it's due. I don't know where it came from, but there's this whole idea of if, if it's in your mind, if you've, if you've manifested it cognitively, it's meant for you. You just have to find your own path and steps and, and place to get there. And so I think it's, you give yourself permission to believe it. And then you find the hope that, you know, this does not have to be, which I, I completely needed. I needed hope that my sad story wasn't my final story. And 
but then you can't, you have to have action. You have to have an action plan and support to actually do what needs to be done because hope is not a plan, but it's a fundamental piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. I love that. I am a huge believer. (laughs) You need a game plan. You need simplicity. You need a mentor. You need a group. I am all for all of those things because there's a hard way to lead a successful transformation and there's an easier way. And I'm all about the easier way with people who are doing it with you, with a simple game plan laid out for you with structure, with guidance, with support. It makes a huge difference, huge difference. And ultimately time is not waiting for anyone. And, you know, we, as women, we work so hard to create a home and raise these children and be a loving wife and be a good friend. And then if you are working or you own a business or you're a coach, you're giving to other people. And at some point, I think, you know, we all want to enjoy the fruit of our own efforts. We want to be able to enjoy that life and have that abundance and have that, um, you know, fulfillment internally, whatever that is for us. Maybe it's going on vacation with our family. Maybe it's just being able to cook dinner at home. But I think we have to start working smarter and stop working harder. And I think sometimes somewhere in in the last 10 years, that hustle culture to Mm -hmm. success is really become a filter to hide the reality that maybe we don't have it all together because we show everybody that we're successful and we can hide all the things that we're ashamed of or feeling guilty about or struggling with. Not that you have to air your own dirty laundry, but that's not living a life of, of abundance and joy. It's just, it's exhausting and you get burnout and then you're really not able to give back and serve. And yeah. And I think that also is the quickest way to experience imposter syndrome is to put up a front of what you want people to, it's like this facade of what you want them to think that you're about or leading a life. And then you're actually like in the background doing whatever, like don't sign me up for that. That sounds stressful and exhausting and just super, super hard to keep up with. So release that pressure of having to put on the front of having to be perfect, of having to have it all together. Like you don't, we're telling you, you absolutely don't, but you do need to be true to who you are and what you're about and be open about. And, And just like she said, not airing your dirty laundry, but just the reality of, of life, of what you're navigating. I love that. Yes. I'll sign up for that. All right. Where, where can our listeners connect more with you? Find out more about like your coaching, your programs, all the things. Um, The easiest way is to go to warriorforward.com. So it's warrior forward. Wellness is my company. It's all about having a warrior mindset and everything at warriorforward.com is there. You can find my socials there. You can find my email programming, free challenges, free resources, all of it's right there on the website. Awesome. Awesome. Such a great conversation, Kim. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. You guys, if something resonated with you, make sure you share it with us, do the screen record, share it with us on social tag Kim. Her Instagram is at Kim.s.walsh. Yes. And then you can find me at life on Folsom farm tag us. We love, love, love to hear what resonated, what really spoke to you. 
um, and shoot us a message and share your thoughts and send it to your friends. Y'all like this is the stuff that women need to be hearing more of. They need to be hearing more of these things so that they can release the pressure they're putting on themselves and really live out their best life. And that's going to look different for everyone. So this is step one. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Of course. Thanks so much for being on and you guys will see you back here in another week till then. Bye. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Cause if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.